0: For NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper in our quest for victory. Now, here's your hosts, Olu G, Ryan M.S., Peter Haskins, and Andrew Holdock. On and Yes, hello and welcome to the first episode of 2015 of the Supercoach Roundtable. We are the Supercoach Professionals. You can find us at www.supercoachpros.com. Download the podcast, subscribe on the iTunes, or go to the website. And Ryan MS with us for another year. How are you, mate?
1: Very good. Yourself?
0: Yeah, doing very well. Doing very well. Uh, Really looking forward to this season of Rugby League and, of course, Supercoach. And uh, can't wait to get uh, cracking about just talking about the game and talking about everything we've seen over the off-season, obviously, uh, the Nines and um, Charity Shield. Pete, of course, you're a big Saints supporter. Welcome back for 2015.
2: Thank you, Paul. Ryan, I'm very glad to be back. What are you talking about the
0: start? Yeah, and we'll talk about that, the Charity Shield, a bit later. Unfortunately, um, Andrew Moldog can't be with us, um, this week, but he will be back with us uh, on the round table as the season progresses. Guys, there's so much to talk about. Obviously, the the show we had over the last couple of years, the 4020 show, we are sort of progressing um, the new format with the Supercoach round table, the new website, www.supercoachpros.com, the new Twitter feed, everything. You've just got to get online, get involved, follow us on Twitter. Um, subscribe to the podcast this is going to be the place to get your SuperCoach and NRL fantasy information uh, for 2015 and beyond we'll have things up on the website articles etc and obviously always the podcast uh, we do the round table each and every week and as we get into the season uh, Ryan and I will be doing a review show as well uh, where we can really get in depth and talk a lot of SuperCoach. new rules this year um, that we've got to go through, and one of the big changes is the salary price structure um, in Supercoach now 6.5 million. Um, they wanted to make it like the actual NRL cap. They've changed the price limits, and and Ryan, I mean those days of the cheapies, the 87 thousands, they're all gone. One thirteen is now the new cheapie. But as we can see on the um, uh, Supercoach website, most players have gone up quite significantly it's really going to adjust um how you try to fit those 25 players under the cap
1: yeah that's exactly right i um have tried to put my team together so far and i've come up with with a team it's not a very good one at the moment uh (laughs) but it's really difficult uh especially with the new pricing because everything seems so much more expensive but you do have that extra cash to spend so it's just a case of um yeah figuring that out and just Knowing that, yeah, your cheapies aren't particularly cheap anymore, but um, they you know it's much cheaper for you to get those guys now as opposed to later on where um, there's going to be some astronomical prices uh, if someone has a wow of a season.
0: The price adjustments, I mean, you're looking at um, you know one hundred and thirteen is sort of the new cheapy. Um, from that 87,500. But then you look at a guy like Corey Parker now, and he's 500-plus, Jonathan Thurston, I think, 517, Corey Parker, 513. So a big change in um, in that side of things. Also, a big change uh, is the hookers and props have been separated. Um, we, we used to say, Ryan, with the front row forwards, that, you know, get your hookers in there. But what we'll try to look at as the pre-season goes on with the round table show is... Um, Ah uh, hookers going to be so well valued like they were under the old system that you've got to have two uh genuine top top five hookers in your lineup playing one off the bench
1: yep um I think that's all well, that's preliminarily how i'm thinking um you have guys like you know you, you guys like Robbie Farrah who are four sixty uh six four sixty six sorry six hundred which is expensive but when you, when you think of the amount of points that he puts up. I mean, last season he only played 18 games, but he had a 73.33 average, which yeah. is pretty good going uh, even for that price.
0: Yeah, and I just think that those high averages of guys like Farrow and Smith and, and when he was on the field, even an Isaac Luke, score is going to make it interesting but with our in-depth statistical analysis we can we can go through that information from last year from 2013 as well and re-evaluate to the new um, scoring structures and the new sort of positionals and just see exactly um, out of those front rowers which which of the hookers are up that in that top 10 top 20 and which of the, um, the more designated props are Um, Pete, one of the scoring changes is the effective-ineffective offloads. Now, um, before all offloads were worth four points, now they're going to judge um, offloads, whether they're effective or not. So the old flop out the back that doesn't sort of gain any momentum or hits the ground um, for the attacking team, or the team with the ball, I should say, um, will only be worth two points. And Corey Parker, a massive 260 points with the offloads last year. Um, it, It will affect his price, won't it? It will affect his score, I should say, won't it? You would think so, um, though Parker's uh, form
2: sort of towards the end of last year was outstanding, uh, so he played well in the origin, but yeah, it will be interesting to see how a player like him goes. He's, he's a bit of a 50-50 player with his offloads, mm. uh, that drop back or as I said, the old um, Sonny Bill around the corner stuff, which is certainly the, the better looking for the fans rather than simply dropping the ball back. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes, but I think you'll It'd still be a, a very good player to have in your teams at, at any price.
0: Yeah, five five thirteen with the offloads. I, I don't know what's happening with the goal kicking yet this year, but it, it could be tough with that with that higher price structure to 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 put him in because we're working out it's probably going to cost him about 3 points a game on average with that change in the stats. Um, A couple of other ones that might um, not change as much, the kick and regather um, break has been included. That's worth 8 points, similar to a line break, which is 10 points. They're sort of suggesting if you kick to yourself and regather, that's uh, effectively a line break. Don't see a lot of them in the game. Maybe when you're close to the line and the old grubber in behind and dive on it might get you an extra 8 on top of the try. Um, but we don't know if, how much that's really going to affect things And the forced dropout um, has been added The forced scrum to that So again, six points So maybe if you kick it out and it, Or you kick it towards the touchline And, and the, um, the defending team take the ball out Or the, or the team that's trying to get possession Take it out, the non-kicking team You'll get six points. Don't see that happening very often. Uh, a little bit of a bump, I guess, for your sort of playmakers. But uh, Ryan, a big one. The last touch assist, six points. I mean, this is something that basically, if you know, the centres handing off to the winger now are going to get a lot of those six pointers.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And that kind of thing, you'd almost, you'd almost want their last touch assist um, oh, in, a, in, a, in every try because. Yeah. You're going 17, you're getting the try assist with 12, and then you're getting the last touch assist with six.
0: Yeah. That's, now, that's a hell of
1: a lot of points for scoring.
0: And they'll only award it if they award the try assist to a different player. So if they give, you know, let's say the halfbacks created the the um, the break or the, or the movement... That's, that's led to the try, so they get the try assist of 12, they've passed to the centre, um, and he's offloaded, the winger is gone, and the winger will get the 17, the centre will get 6, but we've seen it time and time again with the centres and wingers, they can get some big points, but very dependent on those tries, so, you know, those 17 big points to, to put up those sort of triple-figure numbers, they, they can really dart out 20s here or 30s there as well. This may draw it back into the line, where you might see some consistency with those top of the rung centre and wingers um, and and take away a bit from those um, either fullbacks or second rowers that can place in the winger where you try to sneak them in there may not be as critical now we may see some more consistency there um, but it's something we're going to you know we're going to have to watch I think and 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 see as those first few games play out because it's not a stat that's been kept up to this point, so we can't sort of go back and, and analyse it. Um, but I do think that those sort of um, guys like a Jamie Lyon, for example, um, will get a definite uptick in their points because they do a lot of last passes for tries. Um, guys, let's move on from the... the the new rules and the um, new um, salary structure and the scorings, uh, the scoring changes. And let's look at, uh, as we like to do at this time of year, those hot finishes from 2014. And um, one of the guys that were well, the top finisher and a guy who's been outstanding in the Four Nations, in the Nines, um, played in, in the All-Stars game as well, as Jason Taumalolo. Now, um Pete, I'll go to you first with Jason Tamalau. I mean, he's a- averaging 68 in the last six games last year, um, before even the finals, compared to 53 overall. Very good price at $333,900. Um, you know, w- what do we see? The sky seems to be a limit with this bike.
2: Yeah, well, I was amazed to actually look into his details and just see how young this man is. He's only mm. 21 years old. But get hold of this. He's 191 um, centimetres tall. 113 kilos and, and runs like crazy. It's just a little bit, slightly heavier version than Greg English, really. In in many respects, <laughs> with those um, um, stats,
0: look play- out, mate. He might follow Jared Hayne to the NFL. <laughs> well,
2: let's hope not. Hey, we don't want to lose anymore. <laughs> but um, the the other thing about Tamaloa is that there's a lot of clubs uh, chasing after him. He's going to throw massive money at him. Could be the highest paid forward in the game when he signs a contract later this year but um yeah you'd be mad not to get him um
0: it's uh, an in- interesting to... point that you mentioned about um contract year and that's something that's very interesting um Ryan because you know we see often these players looking for that big contract looking for that big year could see another uptick there super coach wise
1: yeah that's right it's one of those things where you got to keep your um keep your eyes on the on on what's what's happening um because it's um, well, I hesitate to mention that um, Adam Blair seems to have that kind of reputation where he only plays well <laughs> in the years that he gets, you know, in his, you know, so the te- the temptation is to see how he goes for the Broncos because his first year with the Tigers was absolutely abysmal. Yeah, um, so not, it'll be under Wayne
0: Bennett, up. but that's a good point because his price has skyrocketed thanks to a pretty good year last year. Yeah. Definitely. Um I, d- I just think unaffordable.
1: Yeah, it's it's very difficult. He's going to have to really, uh, you know, repay repay some uh, some faith, I, I guess, if you if you pick him, because uh, yeah, because he's expensive, um, but he's not very consistent in terms of what the numbers he puts up. Mm.
0: Well, Tom Malolo, I just think he's a must-have, as you said, Pete. I think at three thirty-three thousand nine hundred, very affordable under the new system. Another guy who's in that though 300s range, uh, Pete, that you would have seen a lot of when he played for St. George's Daniel Vito, 317, finished very, very strongly indeed um, last season. Um, some big points there um, to end the year with and a very good game in the finals too.
2: Yeah, well, um, it was one of those ones maybe like Adam Blair plays well when his contract's up for renewal. At the Dragons, to be quite honest, is was very inconsistent. Maybe now we look back on that and that might have been resulting of some of some coaching, he didn't get too much of the ball. When he went to Brisbane last year under Anthony Griffin, he did quite well. Uh, he had some some bad games, but he was able to run the ball hard and straight. And if, if uh, Wayne Bennett like puts a rocket up this bloke, he could get a, a, a very good season out of him. I think he's still quite young, still mid twenties. Um, but yeah, he might might well be a very good pickup. Is one of those ones definitely flying under the radar?
0: Three seventeen under this new price structure, Ryan, Could could be considered, you know, a bargain buy. I guess.
1: I think it's pretty fair um considering considering his finish to last season uh which, which he was putting up some de- very decent numbers um he did end up with well forty nine point eight six two thousand and fourteen average, which you know it's, you call it call it fifty and if a guy's putting up fifty points a game it's that's a pretty solid performer um in terms of what you're paying and with three seventeen three hundred is i don't know it's low mid range i guess
0: well, especially um, when his last six games, he averaged over 64. Exactly the, right. The so he could, he could finals, well be one of those so guys
1: that you pick up early and, and, you know, he pays off for you.
0: Yeah. James Maloney was another one, and, and Mitchell Pearce, two, two, the two Roosters halves there. No Sunny Bill this year. I don't know how that's going to affect things as far as, um, you know, could it improve their play? I mean, they're going to have to do more of the playmaking. They may end up getting more super Coach points. Um, or will the pressure of it being all re- relying on them result in sort of less effective play? But at, you know, looking at the way they finished last year, both of them, you know, doing very well at the end of the year, going way above their season average. Um, I think Pierce averaged fifty six for the year, but sixty seven in the last six, and Maloney sixty two for the year, but seventy five and a half in the last six. So those guys, to me, I think, could be very valuable five eighth halfback combination. And um, Pete, one. Um, Player from Manly Who ex-Rooster is Tom Simons A very affordable 259 But he finished last year quite strongly Um, I think a big 95 In the second last round And an an average uh, Over 50 for those last 6 games Compared to 40 for the season total
2: That was a pretty good effort from him wasn't he transferred from the Roosters uh, Had a big family connections to Manly Mid-2013 and He played in the grand final team for, For Manly and played quite well and then last year, as he said, had a very good year. And then when things were falling down around around people at Manly with Gwen Stewart's departure and, and other problems there towards the end of the year, he did very, very well. And I thought was one of Manly's uh, most consistent best forwards uh, over last year. I think he'd definitely be a very good pickup for your team.
0: Another centre and winger, Ryan. You know, can play second row, can play centre and winger. And that versatility's got to count for something.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it, I think... Um, the more players that you have that can play two positions, um, the better off you're going to go because you can do so much more with them. Um, creative, uh, creative placement, I guess, is the best word for it in your team. Um, you can have a guy who might be might be picked at hooker um, in the in the fantasy in the uh, super coach, but he might end up playing five eight for the actual team, and so you might get that mix of okay, well, he's not going to get the points that a hooker would get but you know he's he's definitely an option especially if guys tend to switch between positions during games
0: yeah i think anyone that plays those premier positions like fullback or hooker um and you can play them in other positions it's it's definitely um someone you've got to look at, you know, twice as hard, I guess. Guys, over the last few weeks, we've seen the Nines tournament, of course. Um, the Charity Shield's been on and, and the um, Indigenous All-Stars game. Some players have have shown, have really sort of shone out over those weeks, I thought. Um, I'll start with one that you've sort of got a bit of grap on, Ryan, your namesake. Ryan James, uh, 192,000 this year and, um, you know, back from an ACL could, could, could be a, a, a big year for him.
1: That's right. Look, I, I think he will have a big year. He was pretty good in the All-Stars game. I mean, you can't take a lot from those kind of games, but he was pretty dominant um, in terms of uh, what he was playing. He's selected as a front row uh, for Supercoach, but he uh, Ryan himself has said that he's been training um, on the left um, in the second row. That's what uh, he was saying uh, in an interview. So I, I think he'll play... Um, a bit of that position as well as switching in um, as that extra uh, front rower throughout the season, the Titans, and I think that is a recipe for some uh, decent point scoring and at five hundred, that's, that's a steal.
0: When he gets on the part, I think we're looking back maybe two years now, obviously, because of that injury cut, cut short last year, but he, he'd put up good points. It was just a more a matter of the minutes that he was playing. So, you know... It definitely at that price, I think you've probably got to have him in your team if you if, you know if you want to be in that sort of top top five top ten percent in the year I, I think ryan James' name will, f- will feature heavily in those teams um, another guy sort of playing a lot of big football, not just um in in these games, these preseason games, but in the Four Nations last year, you've got a rep on Peter's Josh Jackson. He's, in, he's pretty expensive at three forty seven thousand, but can play two positions: second row or centre and winger. He he, he could be worth that.
2: Yeah, well, he's not going to let you down. This kid's um coming out from the country a few years ago, Newcastle junior, and he's hardly missed a game through injury. Um, he tackles anything that moves. Um yeah, makes some, make some really good metres. Um, he showed his versatility by playing a little bit out in the centres. And he had him at, um, I think Josh Reynolds was out last year. He played a couple of games at 5.8 as well. So mm. he's quite versatile. And we'll get some more uh, time on the field now with, uh, with Daniel Knukin, with his good mate Daniel Knukin, who's gone to Melbourne.
0: Yeah, I'm. You know, for me, like from a supercoach perspective, the less time he spends out there, the better. We want him in the middle of the field, playing a lot of minutes, taking the ball up, making meters, and and a lot of tackles. Uh, sometimes versatility works for you, but in a supercoach perspective, I think with Josh Jackson, it couldn't. When he was playing 5'8", his, his numbers did drop. So it, yeah. it's part of part of you know trying to figure that out of where where he fits in in your supercoach team. But um, look, yeah. Guys that, that get put into camp, play four nations, play for their country, they come back stronger, you know, and they get they come back and their week to week game is is improved after being around, you know, that top quality players. And we talked about Tamalala earlier. Jackson is in the same boat, I think, and and these are guys that you might want to take a pun on in your team early and, and see how it plays out. Um, just uh, looking at the nines wrap as well, guys. Um, you know, I thought some of the big name, uh, some of the best players for mine, the standouts that you know that aren't the biggest names. I thought Kevin Naguama was outstanding for West Tigers. because that was Mania Cherrington for that matter. Now these are guys that may not even make the lineup. Naguama averaged over fifty last year, therefore goes in at three thirty one thousand six hundred. I, I just don't know if that. That's a price you can be willing to pay for him at this time, uh, you know, not knowing if he's even going to be in the staying lineup. Cherrington will be a lot more affordable. Maybe looking at origin period, you know, something, something could break there. Maybe you want to play your, your, your second hooker you don't. You're not really worried about him being part of the starting lineup. Looking for a bit of a, a price bump later on could be an option. I thought Chris Sando was very good. He's at three forty four thousand, not the cheapest, but we've seen uh, Ryan in the in the past. Guys like Albert Kelly and Ben Hunt, um, you know, be that mid price range for for halfbacks, but really be outstanding. And I thought Sando's kicking game in the nines was was spot on. He really directed the team around the park.
1: Um, yeah, sorry, he was he was really good. Um... All all tournament long, um, for as long as barramatta are in it mm. um, his 40-20s, um, he 's forty 20s he 's pretty prolific in kicking them mm. if i 'm not mistaken no,
2: yeah. um,
1: and he's uh, the forty 20s worth ten points, yeah. so that kind of thing it, like it 's an extra bow to the normal to the normal uh, points that are that are half in score
0: well Pete, we talked about the kick and regather the eight points. I mean, there's probably a candidate as much as anyone.
2: Yeah, isn't it? Um, he would be pretty much the big one in, in the game. I think he and maybe Soud. yeah, maybe another, no, maybe one or two others. But yeah, he'd be he'd be your number one candidate for it. Um, if it comes off, it comes off. It's a bit like Chris Sando. he'd be he'd be a risky buy in some respects. But he um, seemed to have read an article recently where he slimmed down and looking good. He said he had a great tournament in the nines, so maybe it's going to be his year. It's a contract. A renewal year as well.
0: The old contract year, Ryan, I'll tell you what, um, these are the top of players that we, that we sort of suggest as we've done these podcasts over the years and, and said, you know, get them in your lineup because as we said two years ago with Albert Kelly, you know, if you've got him in and he starts getting a bit of cash behind him and, it, you know, then you've already got him in your team. If you don't have him, you can really, now you're thinking, oh, do I risk it? And they just keep going up and up and they keep becoming harder and harder to attain. So, very reasonable price for a halfback, 344, especially what we've seen so far in the preseason. Um, they may not get a lot of information out of preseason season for, for results, but you get a lot of information from a super coach perspective. It's very critical to be eyes on the ball with those games. I think another guy, um, Ryan, Jared area Hargreaves, um, I think is one that definitely caught your eye in the All-Stars game.
1: Yeah, no, he's looking good. He's looking very, very fit and strong. Um, He's a guy who played 23 games last year, um, averaged 48.39. Um, He's—I he, know he has that um, stigma that oh yeah, he's going to get suspended or whatever else. Uh, but the thing is, playing 23 games last year—that's not missing many. Mm. Um, and so yeah, he, yes, he is a slightly risky with his with his uh, judiciary record. But I I think at three hundred and seven nine hundred uh, for price, a front man. row, yeah. then points it the points that he puts up, um, and the amount of time that he plays. More importantly, um, yeah, it's, it's it's he's a very good option.
0: And Pete, the Sharks uh, had a good Nines tournament too. But uh, tell us a bit about this St George Junior that poached Jack Bird. He's only one hundred thirteen thousand. I think he's an absolute steal for Supercoach. He looks the goods.
2: You know, it looks like from what you hear out of the Sharks that he's gonna be starting in first grade in round one. Mm. Um certainly wouldn't be surprised to see that. Um, yeah, he's only um nineteen years old, um, second row predominantly, um, and was captain previously of the of the junior kangaroos. So I think the Dragons would have been pretty uh um disappointed to lose him. He scored he's a top try scorer at the at the nines tournament. Um, and you know, he's got some some very good ball skills. So and he's got a big career ahead of him. So 113,000 might be a bit of a, a bargain buy, I think.
0: Yeah, him and um, Valentine Holmes were sort of outstanding guys. I like CSI Fecky as well, Ryan, but um Valentine Holmes, two fifty nine thousand six hundred, finished last year uh very strongly as well. Another one of those ones where you look at his end of season compared to during the whole season and, and it could be very good value indeed.
1: Yep. Um he's almost a definite I, I would I would think. Um yeah, two fifty nine six hundred um can, you can slot him in a fullback or in the centres, um, and honestly, honestly, that is just worth its weight in gold. I think, especially with a guy like this, who looks like he could be anything, and if he has one of those seasons that um, that young that young guys tend to have uh, every 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 season, there's one guy who who just blows everyone out of the water, and it could be um, Valentine's year this year.
0: Hot tip I have um, coming out of Cronulla Way is that Holmes and Gordon will actually switch between fullback and winger as the um, games uh, are played, and Holmes may end up securing that spot, and that will just give his opportunity of scoring super coach points, uh, you know, even higher. So very interesting to see how that young young player turns out, but the way that he carries himself, that you know, last. You know, the the conversion in the nines final to send the game to extra time. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So definitely a player to keep your eye on um, as we move forward. I think week one, like you say, you've got to have him in. Um, And that's pretty much it for the first show. What we'd like to do at this time of the show moving forward is... um, get some questions from you off twitter so make sure you follow us on twitter we are the super coach professional supercoachpros.com coach super or at SuperCoachPros. ask us a question we'll talk about it on the show um and we can give you all the information that you need you have got to follow us on twitter and subscribe to the podcast pete thanks so much for today we'll talk to you again probably a couple of weeks time we'll do another one of these absolute pleasure guys and uh, Ryan MS, thank you, as always. And, and, yeah, in a couple of weeks, another round table. Let's we gear up. We're about a month away now, We, you know, a bit, bit less even than the kickoff, so we're really gearing up for uh, NRL. Thanks, mate.
1: Yeah, no worries at all. Getting exciting.
0: And we'll see you next time on the Supercoach Roundtable. Bye for now.